We're not men who seek to please ourselves. We, we are under shepherds. Christ is the chief shepherd. We seek to do His will, His way. We want to please Him. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, our next question is unique in some ways. We've never received anything uh, like this before, and generally speaking, has to do with uh, self-appointed pastors. So let me read the question okay. and, and then get your response. This person writes in, we recently met a pastor who preaches uh, expositional sermons in Spanish, a Spanish-speaking congregation, who was trained and also went to seminary, and they were blessed by his teaching, but we couldn't look past the fact that he is self-appointed in his role. That is, he wasn't sent out to plant this church that he's pastoring, but he did it himself along with a group of other believers. Um, they, also, they, they say that they also know that he did this with noble intentions. There aren't any uh, Spanish mm. churches in this area where he, is, uh, where he is preaching, and he's also preaching sound doctrine and expository pre uh, teaching. So what's your opinion regarding this? Is it right to plant a church where it is truly needed and where people of a certain language need it, even if you aren't sent there by another church. So is, is in what way is this man uh, correct or incorrect, or maybe in what way is he qualified or unqualified for yeah. this position? That's good. Um, I think, I think when, when you look at the uh, expansion of the church in the New Testament, there, there's no doubt that the church was built on the foundation of the apostles. So you have the cornerstone Christ, the apostles selected by Christ, and the church is built on that foundation. And, and the foundation is not just their activity, but the New Testament scriptures that came through those men as well, so the foundation of doctrine. But what, what you see in the New Testament are churches being planted by the apostles or by representatives of the apostles. The churches are subject to apostolic authority. The apostles would address churches by letter. They would visit these churches, plant them, follow up on them. Men like Timothy and Titus were, were tasked with appointing elders in, in cities where churches were planted. So you, you see the church planting churches. Mm -hmm. you, you see churches being built in a way, planted in a way, that there's accountability and responsibility and, and, and oversight. And, and that's the pattern for us even today. I, I believe the, the right way to, to see churches started is for churches to plant churches. So, so not men going out on their own without accountability, without responsibility, and just doing it. However, I think it's good for us to remember that even in that New Testament context, you have a man like Apollos who is out there preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. And as far as we know, he wasn't sent by anybody or appointed by anybody. He's just out there preaching the gospel. And the response to him was not to rebuke him and tell him to stop, but rather when Aquila and Priscilla mm -hmm. heard his preaching and, and noticed some ways it was lacking, they took him under their wing and they gave him further instruction. Mm -hmm. And Apollos went on to be very active in, in the realm of the uh, apostolic activity and, and be useful. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't rule a man out just because the church didn't start in the way that I think it ought to, which is mm -hmm. churches planting churches. I wouldn't rule him out immediately any more than we would rule out an Apollos. I do think this, that if any man, whether the church was started by another church or whether he went out on his own and started a church, any, any man who's godly 
is not self-willed. And I think that's what you have to try to discern. Is this someone who went out on his own because he's not willing to be accountable to anybody else? Hmm. Because he has an attitude that he doesn't need the church in its larger sense. If that's the case, then, then you're, you're dealing with someone who's going to be trouble over time. Mm. Pastoral qualifications, Titus chapter 1, verse 7, says, For an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant. And a particular Greek word translated arrogant. In American Standard, it's, it's translated self-willed. Mm. And the idea in that word is self-pleasing. Mm-hmm. Right? Someone who, who lives to please himself. That's not someone who's qualified to be a shepherd. So we're not men who seek to please ourselves. We, we are under shepherds. Christ is the chief shepherd. We seek to do his will, his way. We want to please him. Whatever authority has been granted to us for the upbuilding of other people, it's mediated authority. It's not our own. It's Christ's authority. Mm-hmm. And we only exercise it rightly in submission to the scriptures. So anyone who's going to be a faithful shepherd, it has to be a submissive man. Mm-hmm. So if a man went out, started a church on his own. It's not how I would suggest he do it. It's not what I think is the New Testament pattern. It's not preferable. But if he's a godly and a good man, good in the, in the you mm-hmm. know, what sense I mean that in, if he's a godly man, then one of the ways you'll know he's godly is he's not rejecting a New Testament view of ecclesiology. He's not rejecting the church, the large, the church in its larger sense. He's not rejecting accountability and responsibility. So that's one of the things I think I would look for in such a man Do you see that humble, submissive attitude in him at the church that now now exists? Mm -hmm. I guess we can't can't presume to know everything in this situation or get behind all of the uh, conditions and the context here. But I wonder, um, you, you mentioned some dangers in doing this. I wonder if you could speak to some of those. So I'm thinking that, okay, this this gentleman was in a church and Spanish speaking, and whether that church was or not, but he was in a church, but felt the desire or maybe need to have a Bible study or something like that with other Spanish speaking people. Right. And then, from, you know, whether that was known by the pastoral team or not, but then from there to branch out, maybe through expansion or whatever, and start another church. Mm. And so um, I, I can only presume to say that he was, he was if he's a, if, if he's a, a godly, person right. who's qualified for the ministry, he was certainly in a church when yes. he began this, right? And um, but was not sent out by that church, right? Is there anything dangerous about that? Yeah, there is. There is, and, you, and I'm glad you bring it up. So this is what I meant a moment ago when I said he's not rejecting a New Testament ecclesiology. A, if you have a man who wasn't a faithful member of a church, mm-hmm. there are already red flags. Right. So because he doesn't understand the importance of the church. If he was a faithful member of a church, why, why was it that that church did not plant this new church? Why was it that he went out on his own? Which could evidence some of what I'm talking about here, that self-willed nature, you know, that isn't willing to submit itself to a process. Maybe the church didn't think he was qualified, or maybe the church didn't think it was time to plant another church, or, you know, a whole host of reasons that the church he belonged to might not have been willing to help him. Do I evidence the kind of humble submission that allows me to walk through a process with the church and not just try to do my own will? So that would be, be a danger. I will say this though, there, I think what leads to some of this sometimes is the scarcity 
of faithful churches with a robust ecclesiology. And, and so a man is there, he's seminary trained, he's in the church, loves the church, but he, he sees something lacking and, and an opportunity in their area to plant a church that will embrace the things that are, you know, deep in his heart. A reformed soteriology, right, would be one example of that. A high view of God in terms of salvation and a high view of what the church should represent. Maybe a, a more careful church mm. membership process or uh, a church that's going to practice discipline and the church he's a part of doesn't do that. There, there are reasons where I, could, where I could see someone wanting to start a new church and current church leadership not seeing the need the same way this man does. Mm. Which is why I go back to the, the idea we've got to discern is this a self-willed person or mm -hmm. is this someone wanting to glorify God, truly wanting to glorify God, and they, they just didn't do it the way that I, I wish they had done it, mm -hmm. which is submit to that church process mm -hmm. or go find a church that, that reflects what you believe mm -hmm. and then submit yourself to that process okay. and let someone else evaluate you. We, we, all, we all need the affirmation of godly people mm -hmm. to do the ministries that we do. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's going to be one of the things that keeps us where we need to be in difficult times, the knowledge that other people have affirmed our giftedness and affirmed our godliness, that other people stand behind the ministry that we have. That's, that's so important to longevity and faithfulness in ministry. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.